I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. So a couple years ago, I hit 40 years old, and man, did things change. I didn't have the same strength and vitality that I had before, and I didn't have what I wanted, and that was the ability to work out and have a blast doing it. So then the pounds started packing on. Well, thank goodness I found Chalk, C-H-O-Q, and they're helping real American men just like you maximize your masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, I've been taking the Chalk Vitality Stack for over a year now, and not only am I working out, I've now lost 50 pounds. So if you're ready to maximize your masculinity today, go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and use promo code BEN for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. C-H-O-Q.com, code BEN, limited time offer. Subscription is cancelable at any time. Chalk.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Are you being influenced? If you've watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. It all comes down to this. The final impeachment vote on whether or not to remove President Trump from office. And straight from the Capitol, we have one of the judge slash jurors. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. The final vote has happened. Can I get a drum roll, please? The president has not 
been removed from office. Senator, you are so shocked and excited by this news that you're sitting there tweeting during the intro of the show. Uh, well, well, I am. I was just, just reading a second ago a tweet that says, in other Democratic comments, Representative Sheila Jackson Lee suggests that the Russians may be behind the Iowa Democratic Caucus app debacle. She mentions <laughs> Russia as she tells FBI Director Chris Ray, I hope the Iowa Democrats will ask for an FBI investigation on the app. And so I just retweeted it and, and made a very simple observation. Well, Bernie did honeymoon in the Soviet Union. <laughs> so you, your mind is now past impeachment. The impeachment vote has happened, and it turned out the way that we all knew it was going to turn out. This was the inevitable outcome. Yeah. We knew this in October. We knew this in November. We knew mm -hmm. this in December. We knew this in January. We know this in February. And we will know this 100 years from now. This impeachment was always a partisan circus. And, and it, was it was going gonna... to end with acquittal. Right. But it wasn't about convicting the president. That, hmm. that wasn't the Democrats' objective. It, it was about appeasing their base that hates him. Do, do you impeachment think... and the Democratic reaction to the State of the Union last night are the same thing. Huh. It, 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 it's like... It's a different part of the identical phenomenon. Nancy Pelosi ripping the speech in half right. is the same thing as impeachment. It, it, it is all a giant F you apologies to Donald Trump. That's what that, that's what this whole thing was. But then uh, what did they get out of it? I guess if, if we always knew how it was going to end and I, it was always a partisan circus. Was there a political victory when you for throw the blood to the mob? <laughs> it satiates the mob. At least briefly, right. or if nothing else, it gets messy. <laughs> I, I mean, this was, look, beginning of last year, you had famed centrists like Nancy Pelosi <laughs> saying, no, 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 we can't do impeachment. It can't be partisan. It'll never succeed. Even Nancy Pelosi didn't want to do impeachment. You had that wonderful rock of moderation, Jerry Nadler, <laughs> saying, no, 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 we can't do, we can't do impeachment if it's partisan. So what changed? What changed is their base got angrier and angrier hmm. and angrier. And, and, and ultimately, listen, I, I view Nancy Pelosi almost, almost like a hostage tied up in a basement somewhere. A little <laughs> ironic because we are, in fact, in a basement <laughs> right are, now. Yeah. But, but look, she's, she was telling AOC. She was telling the squad. She was telling the fired up. Bernie Sanders, Bernistas, no, no, no. And they just couldn't fight him anymore. Mm -hmm. And and so all of impeachment, one of the reasons I think Pelosi was so pissed last night yeah. is I think the Democrats have done real political damage to themselves in the last three months. That's and they've strengthened President Trump. I mean, I mean it, I, you know, if I were Donald Trump, I would send a letter to the FEC today the Federal Election Committee, saying, Dear FEC, I'd just like clarification. Do I have to declare Nancy Pelosi's actions as an in-kind contribution <laughs> it has to my re-election campaign? It has helped his numbers. I, so then I, I guess this is just what's confusing to me. What you're saying is Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats had to go along with impeachment because their fired-up base demanded it. But the impeachment has damaged the Democrats, yep. and it was always going to damage the Democrats. I, I think that's right, I, 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 and I think that that their base has radicalized, and 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 they have no choice but follow them off the cliff. Now there were some surprises today. Yep, we had been talking about 
obviously the president was going to be acquitted, but there were some swing votes in play. Mitt Romney was the biggest one, but also Doug Jones of Alabama, who's a Democrat, also uh, Kirsten Sinema of Arizona. Right. There were a few other votes in play. It was a completely party line vote, except for Mitt Romney. Well, let's take each piece of that. So this weekend, as you and I talked about, I thought there were anywhere between 50 and 56 votes for not guilty. Mm -hmm. We ended up at 52. (coughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) It's Um, been a long week. (laughs) It it, it has. Um, We ended up at 52. So the six votes that were in play, three Republicans, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney, and three Democrats, Joe Manchin, Kirsten Sinema, Doug Jones. Um, I was right that Collins would vote to acquit. I mm-hmm. was right that Murkowski would vote to acquit. I was wrong on Mitt. So last podcast we did, I told you I thought Mitt would be a not guilty. I also told you I thought Joe Manchin would be a not guilty. Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia. What, from West Virginia. And I said cinema might be that she was a plausible not guilty. And I also told you Doug Jones won't be. And 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 Jones, I was exactly right. Jo- Jones is running in Alabama. It's a bright red state. Voting for impeachment is a terrible vote for Doug Jones. And I think he doesn't care. He he's like uh, the end of Doctor Strangelove, the guy on top of the ro- uh, on top of the the bomb with a cowboy hat cheering <laughs> as it falls. Going That's for Doug it. Jones. Right. He's like I'm losing, and damn it. I am going to be praised by every liberal in Alabama. And there are a few of them. They're not <laughs> right. many, but 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 he's going to be there here. Senator, do you know how I know that you are new to political podcasting is that you are actually holding up your predictions against reality? <laughs> Normally, we just move right along. Doesn't matter. No accountability. Mitt Romney was the big story. Yeah. Though. yeah. Mitt Romney comes out. We and actually surprised me. We have a clip okay. of it. Mitt Romney declaring why he's going to vote against President Trump as a senator juror. I swore an oath before God to exercise impartial justice. I am profoundly religious. My faith is at the heart of who I am. The grave question the Constitution tasks senators to answer is whether the president committed an act so extreme and egregious that it rises to the level of a high crime and misdemeanor. Yes, he did. Your reaction? Look, I think he's wrong. Uh, I think he is very mistaken. Uh, and I think that's unfortunate. Uh, I think that is a, a bad decision. I think it's, it's bad for the country. Um, I think it's bad for Mitt. Uh, and I don't think it's consistent with the Constitution. Now, that being said, every senator has to make up his or her mind. And then that, that, that is what Mitt has done. But, but, uh, I think that's a very unfortunate decision. Do you think Senator Romney's decision to be the only vote that to cross party lines to vote against the president on actually on only one charge on abuse of power? He didn't he voted to acquit the president yeah. on the other charge, obstruction of Congress. But do you think Senator Romney's decision influenced some of those other swing votes on the Democratic side? Yeah, that's an interesting question. And, and, and maybe. Uh, you know, when we started voting, so we voted today at four. So we all came to the Senate floor. We got there a few minutes early. Uh, Mitch McConnell was giving a speech about how impeachment was all nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> um, four o'clock, uh, the vote comes in. The chief justice comes and takes the seat, reads the first article. We vote. Now, the way we vote, every one of us stands up and, and votes either guilty or not guilty. 
Um, right before that started, it was interesting. Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema hugged each other. <laughs> uh, and I have to say, Cinema, who who I like, I work with her. She looked pale. She looked haggard. I mean, I, it was it was noticeable. And and I will say, you know, a, a, another Republican senator was speculating with me if. Chuck Schumer had had taken them back in his office and strapped them to a chair and and taken out a rubber hose on them. It seemed as though it was in their personal political interest to vote to acquit the president. So what's interesting is 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 when Manchin cast his vote, I leaned over to David Perdue, sits next to me on the on the Senate floor. And I said, well, Manchin just announced he's not running for reelection. That's what it seems like. Look, West Virginia this may be a worse vote for worse vote for Manchin than it is for Doug Jones. I'd, right. I'd I'd put West Virginia and Alabama side by side in terms of where the voters are on that, and I'm actually not shocked that mm. that Manchin would do that because I because I don't think he actually really likes the Senate. He used to be governor of West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. He liked being governor more, mm. and this was a vote. I don't know how much Schumer pounded them. I actually wonder. The Democrats are much better at party discipline. I, I, I don't know what Schumer threatens. I don't know if he did. This is pure speculation. Um, but it wouldn't shock me. So Romney announced earlier this afternoon he was going to be a guilty. And and if Schumer hadn't gotten Mansion and or Cinema to flip then, I suspect Romney coming over, mm-hmm. Schumer would have said, hey, you can't vote the other way because we need the messaging. I haven't even seen what, what the Democrats have said, but I'm sure they're all saying it was a bipartisan vote. Well, that's what changes. This is why the Romney vote matters is not because no, it, it was going to change. No, it doesn't. You don't think so? There are 535 members of the United States Congress huh. throughout this entire show. <laughs> that was a diplomatic choice of words. <laughs> I said the second half of the word. Um they got one Republican, hmm. one out of 535. So you'll forgive me for not right. being oh terribly excited <laughs> that they got one. This was a partisan endeavor from mm-hmm. day one. And the, and the fact that, that Mitt decided to do what he did, listen, I don't really want to pound Mitt, frankly, because everyone else on earth is landing on him so hard. <laughs> I don't know that, if you've checked Twitter recently, I, but I, it's tough on him. <laughs> but, but I will say, you know, one reaction I have. So I'm reminded of another difficult moment on the Senate floor. By the way, an interesting observation, Mitt, I think, sits at the same desk that I sat in as a freshman. Hmm. Looking at that image of that clip, that's the same image that's behind me when I'm doing the Obamacare filibuster. He's really junior. He's in the back corner. Um, Those were very different uh, speeches. uh, Very different. (laughs) But, But I was reminded of another deeply disappointing moment on the floor which was in 2017 when we voted on Obamacare repeal. And you'll recall, we came one vote short of Obamacare repeal. Now, there's nothing I have bled more than taking on and trying to repeal Obamacare. And I haven't given up on that yet, just to be clear. But you'll recall three Republicans voted against it. And the last one was John McCain from Arizona, who put his put his fist out and sort of wiggled it for a minute and then thrust his thumb down. Yeah. And that was that was about two in the morning. So actually, we should have been podcasting. Then, yeah, that's, two in the morning. That's, that's not that's, that's our time. time. That's podcast okay, time. We need to own two, <laughs> two a.m. You know, it's two a.m. Do you know where your senator? They is? have got to let you get to your second I, job. That, that is exactly right. So I remember at that moment, 
and listen, John McCain and I, we became friends. I respect and admire him personally, certainly for his heroism, for his serving his of country. Course. But I had to turn and walk <laughs> off the Senate floor because I, if I had spoken to him that night, it would not have been language suitable for the floor of the it, it United States It was an, an infuriating vote. But, but I want to draw a distinction let me contrast. So someone else, uh, the, the, the two other no votes that night were Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski. Mm-hmm. I had a very different sentiment about McCain's vote than I did about Collins's vote. Why? Look, I didn't like how Susan voted, but Susan was honest with her voters. Mm-hmm. Susan, when she campaigned and when ele- was elected in Maine, she never campaigned saying she opposed Obamacare. Right. She's, she's a moderate. She's... The, the voters of Maine knew what they were getting. She, mm-hmm. she wasn't out there on the stump saying, if you elect me, I will vote to repeal Obamacare. Yeah. And so I disagree with her on that issue. But, but, but I think being honest with your voters and doing what you right. told them to is, is, is right at the heart mm-hmm. of, of what we're supposed to do. Yeah. What was so infuriating about McCain's vote, he had just just been reelected and he had run ads all across Arizona, John McCain leading the fight to mm-hmm. repeal Obamacare. That, that, that's why it was so infuriating. And I got to say about Mitt, this ain't how he campaigned to get elected to Senate. I noticed that. I, if Mitt had wanted to tell the people of Utah Elect me and I will be a check on Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I will stand up to Donald Trump. I will, I will be a statesman. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If the people of, of Utah had elected, elected him for that, God bless him. But, but that's, not, but what that's not what he told the voters. And, and it's a pattern. The rage across this country. Washington doesn't, doesn't get the rage across this country. <laughs> that rage is what elected Trump. Is people were tired of their elected officials telling them one thing. Lying to their faces. On the campaign. It just flat out lying and then doing exactly the opposite. Yeah. And, and, and that, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with a Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. voting like a socialist. Look, his policies are loony and would destroy the country and the world. Right. But, <laughs> but, but other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd but, you like to play? <laughs> but he tells the people of Vermont that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're cold. They're smoking pot. And they say, that sounds good to us. Right. Like, I... Right. I I don't know, but it's at least honest. Mm-hmm. It, I yes. think we need more honesty in politics. And, and this was not what the people of Utah were talking You know, this actually brings us to another point, kind of wrapping up impeachment. You've talked a lot about Hunter Biden, Burisma, this corruption on the Democratic side. And other senators have gone along with this. But you always wondered if it was just maybe a little more opportunistic. Uh, what what we've just heard, this is breaking news, uh, Senators Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson have sent letters to the Secret Service requesting information on Hunter Biden's travel records. Uh, obviously, you have been leading the charge to get to the, the bottom of this kind of corruption. Are there going to be enough other senators to go along with this, to get to the bottom of the Biden potential corruption? Or is this just going to be forgotten? I hope so. Um, Let me say a couple of things on that. One, in the Senate and in the House, I think the political appetite for any further investigation diminished dramatically because Joe Biden is in free fall. 
Hey, fourth in Utah, he's falling in New Hampshire. Uh, Iowa, actually, not Utah. In, uh, <laughs> Utah I'm sorry, I was, I was still so fixated on Senator uh, Romney. Yes, in uh, Iowa. Look, they're, they're both both states with four letters and lots of vowels, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but but different. Yes. Beautiful, but very different. States. I can't believe they say we don't know geography. You know, I don't know why they say that about us conservatives. Um, Biden taking fourth in Iowa. Or who knows? I mean, we still don't have results because they still can't count the votes, but it is catastrophic for him. Yeah. Um, What's going on behind the scenes? His donors are are in panic. His supporters are in panic. His grassroots activists are in panic. His campaign staffers are in panic. Yeah. When you're built on being inevitable, placing fourth is kind of a problem because that's the whole pitch for the biden campaign is he's the most electable guy right, if he doesn't right. win elections then that whole argument goes away and and remember we talked about uh, in a previous podcast how when the house managers threw joe biden under the bus one republican senator speculated it was because the democratic superdelegates mm-hmm. had soured on biden right and and we saw some of that some of the the fruit of that playing out in Iowa. What that means, they're not going to be a lot of Republicans in the Senate agitating for investigating further because Biden, Biden is politically speaking a dead man walking right now. Right, right. That being said, look, rule of law matters. <laughs> Biden was the vice president of the United States. The evidence we've walked through on Burisma mm-hmm. and, and corruption, when I'm back at home, home in Texas and and doing town halls, and I've done town halls in Texas and all across the country. People are understandably frustrated. A question you get all the time, how come nobody's held accountable? Mm-hmm. How come people break the law, people violate, their, their, no they're, they're criminal, there are no consequences, they get off scot-free. Mm-hmm. What happened to the millions of dollars Hunter Biden uh, made? By the way, no one has ever answered the question that was asked during the trial. What exactly did Hunter Biden do? <laughs> <laughs> for the million bucks a year? Like the managers are like, oh, we, we don't want to answer that. <laughs> yeah. um, so my view is absolutely yes, there should be an investigation. Now, who should investigate? To be honest, there's a game of musical chairs in the Senate. Because no one wants to do it. Where no committee chairman wants to do it. <laughs> it it's got to be a com- committee chairman. I'm ha- I, don't, I don't care if it's judiciary, foreign relations, or intel. I'm on two of those three, and I am urging the chairman to call them and to investigate. But right now you're not seeing any chairman rushing into that breach. Right. And, and they control the gavel. They, they control the ability to investigate. But let me say, secondly, where's DOJ? (laughs) Right. The, the justice department could do have a United States department of justice Mm -hmm. that has these people called assistant U S (laughs) attorneys and they have grand juries and they're FBI agents. When they're not fraudulently launching a case against the president and doctoring evidence to the FISA court that takes to get wiretaps, you got evidence here of a million bucks a year to the son of the vice president mm-hmm. with the vice president bragging about getting the prosecutor fired. By the way, I don't know. So in my Senate speech yesterday, every senator got 10 minutes to explain. Yeah. And I quoted from what what podcast listeners here know that I've affectionately referred to as the son of a bitch clip yeah. <laughs> and Joe Biden on video saying son of a bitch he got fired what I've actually asked my team to, to to research that may be the first time in history son of a bitch has been said on the Senate so you did not set the milk precedent that you participated in but you oh, may no. have said I've the set son the of son a bitch of a precedent, bitch precedent. <laughs> that, that, okay that's really I, 
and and I'll confess what I asked my team that they're like, oh, come on, someone had to have said it. I said, look, the Senate's pretty old school. I'm not even sure we've had a malarkey (laughs) on the Senate. No, there's been a lot of malarkey, but maybe not a mention of malarkey. But by the way, Michael, you did mention I, I missed this tweet. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but you told me that 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 Don, Don Jr. Jr. Don Jr. tweeted about the Iowa caucuses. I'm I'm sorry. We were told there'd be no malarkey. <laughs> that's funny. Spot I didn't on. I didn't see <laughs> Don's really, tweet, but that's really funny. Spot on. Uh, before we go, obviously wrapping up impeachment, we need to get to some of the mailbag questions. Yep. Our listeners have been incredible. Now, just what we've been doing this for two weeks. Over two million audio downloads. An, a ton of listens on YouTube. First question from Nicholas. Is the verdict podcast going to continue or was this a short lived gem of a listen? We ain't going anywhere. All right. I still have a job. This is great. (laughs) We will keep on going and and we're going to keep doing the same thing, which is trying to get to the bottom of issues, trying to engage in substance. You know, this podcast was built on a proposition that that you can attest. A lot of people laughed at us for saying. Yes. Which yeah. is that people really care about substance. They want to understand things. Now, look, people have jobs. They have kids. They have lives. They mm-hmm. don't necessarily have time to spend days and days and days studying every issue. You got you to deal with other stuff. Mm-hmm. But they do want to understand, all right, what's really going on? What are the facts? And, and I got to admit, when it comes to cable tv i i don't turn on the cable news stations i get very little from from people screaming at each other three minute sound bites yelling over each other and just the talking points blah 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 it's like it's like a charlie brown and the the, the teacher talking yeah Yeah. it just it doesn't so what we're going to try to do we're going to try to address number one timely pressing issues right now yeah but number two, also issues that matter, whether raised by the presidential campaign, raised by what's going on in the Senate, raised in, in the Supreme Court, or, or just issues that matter, socialism versus free enterprise. What's that all about? Mm-hmm. Those are sort of great bumper stickers you can get all yeah. ja- you know jazzed about but what them, it really but, but what, what does it mean? And, and, and I'm hoping that, that we do it with a combination of facts and insight and perhaps some perspectives that you don't necessarily get elsewhere. Uh, but but also having fun. I mean, we're gonna yeah. you know cut up and laugh and yeah. and 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 enjoy ourselves, and 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 hopefully that means our listeners will stay with us. Right. Uh, before we go, someone has a a new job recommendation for you. You've already got two. Maybe you could have a third from Lisa. Thoughts on a Supreme Court seat? I think Ted would be great. Well, look, I I, I appreciate Lisa saying that, and and that's a question that. I, I get sometimes. I I will tell you the the short answer is 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 that I I'm not interested in doing that. Really? Why not? You've worked in the Supreme Court. You clerked. You have argued cases before the Supreme Court. I I respect. I admire the Supreme Court. I think it's massively important. Hmm. You know the big reason, and 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 when I've said this to people, they sometimes don't believe me. But I think a principled federal judge stays out of policy fights. Hmm. Stays out of political fights. Yep. If I were a judge, that's what I'd do. If I found myself on the Supreme Court, I would follow the law and I would follow the Constitution. Even if it doesn't go along with your particular preference on any given issue. 
And I don't want to stay out of policy fights. <laughs> I don't want to stay out of political fights. I want to be right in the middle of them. And and the right place in our constitutional system for that is the Senate. I mean, the Senate was established for that. And 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 so, listen, I, I would like to be part of nominating and confirming two, three, four, five strong, principled constitutionalists to the Supreme Court and to the lower courts as well. Um, I think it matters massively. But I don't want to pull out of the fray. It's too much fun. And, and frankly, when, <laughs> when, when I look at the Senate and, and uh, you know, don't, no disrespect to my colleagues, but I don't see a whole lot of people leading the fight. Right. And, right. and, and if we're going to win people's hearts and minds, we got to be prepared to engage and fight. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's what I want to do. And, you know, I'll tell you one part of it also. I, so this is not an entirely theoretical question. Uh, for both of the last two Supreme Court vacancies, for Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh, uh, the president and I had very serious conversations about the seat. Uh, extended, especially for the first one, the Gorsuch seat that right. was Scalia's seat. We had the president and I and his team and I talked for probably two hours about it. Wow. Uh, and, and, and I don't want to overstate it. He didn't offer me the job, but it was a really serious he didn't talk to me about it you know uh, so this is a little bit <laughs> that may be the next one that, that may be the next one I, you know i can see you as a ruth bader ginsburg <laughs> i mean it'd, it'd be a good look for you um and i'll tell you i i wrestled with it i thought about it i actually spent several weeks with heidi i mean we were praying about it i mean that that's i i revere antonin scalia and, and 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 to to have the possibility of of filling his spot like holy cow that it's one thing to say it theoretically but when it was being discussed for real you you really have a all right let's think about this it's a hum- humbling experience and and i came very much to peace so i told the president in both instances i'm not interested hmm. i don't want the position no thank you he, he didn't offer it to me but i made very clear i didn't want it um when i was thinking about it for the during the first discussions, one of the things that happened, my I, my pastor came over to the house. It was, I forget, it was a Saturday or Sunday afternoon and spent a couple of hours talking through with me. And and I got to say, um, among my close friends, almost everybody was saying, you're an idiot. Well, like, what is wrong I wasn't going to say you? it, but I, it's I got a lot of that. <laughs> um, it was interesting, my pastor's take on it. Um, he said he understood, because I was from the very beginning very hesitant and pretty sure I didn't want to do it, but I was agonizing because it was becoming a more real possibility. And uh, and my pastor used an analogy. He said, you know, if someone came to me and offered me the opportunity to be the leading theologian in the world, to go to some divinity school and, and drive theological thought across, across the planet, but I'd have to give up being a pastor. Huh. And, and, and I couldn't meet with the members of the church. I couldn't visit them when they're sick. I right. couldn't. He said, you know what? I'd turn that down. And, right. and it matters a lot. I want good theologians to think, and, but, but my calling, my passion is to be a pastor. And, 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 and I have to admit that that analogy resonated with me, and, 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 and I want to be fighting for conservative principles yeah. in the Senate, winning these fights, and, and also— you know, one of the things Ted Kennedy did, Ted yeah. Kennedy was a lion of the Senate, and, and he raised up, he trained generations of left-wingers who mm-hmm. went and populated all of government, did enormous damage to the country. Right. 
Um, I'm working very hard to train young conservatives, libertarians to go and fight for the Constitution. That's a lot of fun, and I'd rather do that. Not just in the Senate, but here. I'm glad you're staying in the fight in both places. And we've got a lot more to get to because we've got the final verdict on impeachment. But I'm glad to say we don't have the final verdict (laughs) podcast. And we will be back with a lot more to look not just backward on this farce of an impeachment trial, but to look forward at what is at stake coming up. Uh, Thank you so much to everybody who has made this podcast such a big success. Please head on over, if you don't mind, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a five-star review. And we'll be back with a whole lot more. I'm Michael Knowles. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. This episode of Verdict with Ted Cruz is being brought to you by Jobs, Freedom, and Security Pack, a political action committee dedicated to supporting conservative causes, organizations, and candidates across the country. In 2022, Jobs, Freedom, and Security Pack plans to donate to conservative candidates running for Congress and help the Republican Party across the nation. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash Ben. hollywoodtakeover.com slash Ben. Ben Ferguson here, and if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. And I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investments to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit Labrador Energy. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more now at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. So a couple years ago, I hit 40 years old, and man, did things change. I didn't have the same strength and vitality that I had before, and I didn't have what I wanted, and that was the ability to work out and have a blast doing it. So then the pounds started packing on. Well, thank goodness I found Chalk, C-H-O-Q, and they're helping real American men just like you maximize your masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, I've been taking the Chalk Vitality Stack for over a year now, and not only am I working out, I've now lost 50 pounds. So 
So if you're ready to maximize your masculinity today, go to chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and use promo code Ben for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life. C-H-O-Q.com, code Ben, limited time offer. Subscription is cancelable at any time. Chalk.com.